The Sharks come up with a big overtime win. And Logan Couture bangs it home. Take that for throwing an octopus on our ice. Let's talk about it right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is January 11th, 2022. The Sharks are victorious at home in white jerseys. What? By the score of three to two. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on all those social media channels. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. Alongside Eric Landy, it's Eric Kura. Landy, <laughs> pretty good game tonight. Hmm. <laughs> it's almost like it went to how I planned it, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What I say? I said uh, that first 15 minutes was going to be super, super critical uh, from the defensive standpoint. It played out like it was going to be a defensive type of game. I said, you know, the, the team would probably win 3-2 in overtime because it was just going to be that kind of a slog. Um, and there was good back and forth to that game. Um, but uh, honestly, just just a good team kind of win and, and it's good to see that the uh that when the top line's not producing you know you can get logan and Dolan uh really coming through and and doing some uh you know some great work with the secondary scoring there yeah and and a line that really needed some um some swagger and getting off the schneid and you know a, a it's something that they needed granted gregor Dolan didn't score tonight Dolan did get a couple assists. We'll get into that. But uh, <laughs> Big Birds in the chat, I think, uh, speaking for everyone. Hey, how about a call that? How about that? We got to call our way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this one was just craziness here uh, on this night as the Sharks take on the Detroit Red Wings for the second time in a week. You know, we uh, saw that nightmare go through, but... As we get into it, you know, Reimer Gajevich on IR, Couture and Carlson back in the lineup, Adam Raska gets his rookie lap, he makes his NHL debut, but Landy, it wasn't pretty at, at first, I mean, they really had a lot of turnovers and tried a tough time getting out of their zone. Yeah, I think, like I had said before, it was very much that defensive just turtle because they did not have the legs in that first period, especially the first five minutes of the first period. Um, you know, I was telling Kura we were, uh, you know, we were on the Discord and um, just saying, like, look, they're, they're kind of starting a little flat. And then, um, you know, he had, you know, you mentioned that. Hey, this is typical of what happens when they come off the road trip. And yep. what did, you know, Cooch say at the end of the game? It's like, hey, you know, you're coming off a long road trip. And so they had they had that excuse built in, I think, already. Yeah. I mean, we've always had the rough time of them, you know, getting in and uh, that last game of the road trip, that first game back it always has been a struggle. It looked like they didn't have their feet going right away. Uh, you know, things started to spark up. We had a fight where, uh, you know, let's be honest. I think VL goes up almost a foot to, uh, 
Giovanni Smith, and uh, it showed in that one, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, you know, Don would take a penalty, take a hooking call, you know, about eight and a half in. Then Detroit started getting into some penalty trouble. Mark Stahl takes a brutal cross check on Raska. I know you didn't like that one. Oof. Uh, so I think Raska gives up at least four or five inches on, on Mark Stahl. So you've already got that built in height difference and, um, just a really, really dangerous play to be making that close to the boards with that much force. And you, as soon as I saw Raska's head hit off the glass, that I got whiplash and I got, you know, scrambled eggs, you know, scrambling the egg in the, uh, in the shell because, oh boy, that poor kid, um, that, that looked really rough. And, and now those are the kind of hits that I hate. I hate in this game because that, Literally, I mean, that can end somebody's career if they've already got, you know, uh, head injuries and stuff. And and so, yeah, it was kind of scary for me. Um, but, you know, it was it was good that the team finally capitalized. And and, yep. and I think it was getting to the point where people were taking liberties yep. because the power play could not back itself up, could not back the team up. And so that was a statement for for getting, um, you know, for for Raska and and for, you know, telling them, hey, look, if you're going to put us on the power play, we're going to make it hurt where yep. it hurts the most, the scoreboard. And, and I've I've preached this for years is that it, the best way to to not have them uh, take stupid penalties, take cheap shots at you is get them on the scoreboard. And, you know, after F- Robbie Fabry cross checks Ferraro to set up another Sharks power play in the first Timo Meyer Crashes a net, bangs at home. His fifteenth from Dolan and Burns to get uh, things going here. Uh, what did you think of uh, of uh, Timo's goal? You know, Timo really has has been in the right place at the right time all season. Has just got that that touch and has just got that ability to slow time down in the slot, and and that's how you can tell he's in his groove. That's how you can tell the game is coming to him and he's able to dictate the pace of play and Dolan, I mean, just a great pass there. And, and I know uh, we had talked a little bit on that, on the commentary on that one, just saying that Dolan kind of made something out of nothing there. And we thought, you know, damn, he's getting too far into the blue paint. Like there's never, you know, you're never going to get a good shot or a good pass through, but he ended up, putting it behind himself in, in some kind of slick maneuver and really showed off some, some creativity around the net. And like I said, Timo has just been in the right place at the right time, deposited that goal. And, and that was a good one on the power play. That's, yeah. that's what you like to see the tic-tac-toe, the lateral movement. And, and when you're doing that, you're going to score a lot of goals. The crashing of the net. I, I think, you know, they don't have to be pretty. They just have to go in. Honestly, you know, uh, Noel Bilodeau, I love someone got a raw octopus inside, but I can't even bring in a purse <laughs> with all the restrictions. And I don't know how they got it in, but, you know, it, it, it uh, just leave the poor octopus alone. I mean, like they really they, they are like uh, they've come up with some studies that say that they're kind of like sentient creatures. And 
I don't know if if you know the people of the TikTok generation will tell you about the uh, uh, you know about the octopus that sticks on the lady's face because she doesn't want to be eaten. So it's just like, come on, guys, like. Uh, it, really? it's 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 almost it's i swear i've seen it as a disney cartoon or maybe that was like a starfish that stuck on one of disney characters but i digress moving onward to the <laughs> second period find a happy place <laughs> uh you know pretty much back and forth the sharks kind of do- again the sharks dominated i thought in the shot totals tonight uh and nothing really was coming into the second period i thought they played pretty solid you saw Gagne, I thought it looked like a little bit of a slew foot on Meyer once the Sharks sustained some offensive pressure. They unfortunately didn't get anything out of that. And then the two penalties, uh, you know, two and a half, within the two minute, two and a half minute to go uh, in in the period, you saw Ferraro take a holding call on Bertuzzi, then Hurdle, what they call goaltender interference on Nadal. I'm going to try this here. Nadelkovich. Nadelkovich, yes. You know, to me, Puck Guy, the initial hold call on Ferraro was was just, it was bad. Like, that was was blown. Like, maybe you could call, I don't know, man, because it's just like he's got his free arm. You know, he doesn't lock him down. He doesn't pin him down. He's just using him to, to push him off the puck. Yeah. And it's like, we, we can't even use our free arms now. And I, I thought the rule was, you know, holding on to a player, not pushing them away. I, so go ahead. I, I didn't like that call. I didn't like that call. And then again, with Hurdle, you could see what he was trying to do. It seemed like Novelkovich um, had a pretty good uh you know a pretty good flop for the amount of pressure that you know hurdle put on his pad so um you know the uh, the academy award goes to <laughs> but um you know it was just it was rough because you know you, you at least in my opinion you hate to see a team um you know get kind of nickel and dimed on a five on three you know right. it's one thing if you you know take a a, a uh, boarding penalty or it's another thing if you take a crossing check penalty and then you know you trip up somebody on the on the pk but those kind of ticky tacks just you got a ticky tack compounded by a ticky tack that's rough yeah it is it was one of those weird ones there you know uh mark saying that was a total dive should tell the chicken wings that they aren't there aren't any diving boards in sap center uh, years ago, we would have said, "Hey, he'd be great for, to be a Canuck," but uh, you know, th- that time has passed. So, no, I mean, it's interesting because we again we see a um, you know a Detroit Red Wings team that's got some some uh, some snarl. You know, yeah. I think it's it's a little bit different constructed than we've normally seen them. You know, we've seen a lot of of uh, you know through the Nick Lidstrom or excuse me, through the, well, the Lidstrom, <laughs> Datsuk. I, I, I've got Lidstrom on the brain. We'll get there. Um, Datsuk and, and Zetterberg, you know, it was very much a skill-based team. You know, it was very much a, you, you just saw the way in which they skated and which they executed plays. It was all about skill. And now this team is much more of a smash mouth kind of in your face, um, you know, like to mix it up. Um, you know, we saw the fight um, with Vial and Smith. I think we didn't, we didn't cover that, but, um, 
you know, this is a team that's going to push you around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, again, that five on three, getting that the, the way in which they did, it was it kind of left a little bit of a rough taste in your mouth because they had played pretty well defensively. And um, really, it was two ticky tacks in a row for me. Yeah, the the thing with that is it triggered memories of when Bowman and at times Babcock would bring over the ref, talk to him, sweet talk him into a call right away. Uh, yeah, I mean, he went down quicker than a Jenga board. I mean, come on. It was like r- ridiculous. That's what I like to call the heritage tax, right? I mean, if you're original (laughs) six, you, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's preferential treatment, Eric. Yeah, you are. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest, you are. Uh, Unfortunately, so that five on three would set that up. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi would uh, get a loose puck home uh, on the power play uh, from Roenick and Sider. Uh, Sider took a, a rough puck to the to the face he did come back in that game so good to see on yeah. that part that that wasn't fun off the uh, mario ferraro tip but either way C- uh, clear that was that was oh clear mario ferraro got the uh yeah got the puck on the up end and and cleared it out and he took that straight to the ear <laughs> that was that was bad like i'm wondering if he missed if he's missing a chunk of his ear because that was coming full on um you know end over end um and and not fun yeah not fun so good on him for coming back and you know what that this kid mort cider i mean he is as advertised he's he's going to be a core piece for them for a long time yeah and um it's it's going to be scary we were talking about you know just the amount of talent they've amassed and and just even with today's news how they're going to set themselves up for a long time and um, I'm, I'm seeing visions of, of uh, streaks again for them uh, in the not so distant future. <laughs> yeah, they they're they're getting there. They they're, they're uh, getting loaded up and everything for down the road. I think they're going to be uh, a team to be reckoned with in the East for sure. Uh, so that tied it up at one one. We go into the third period and and probably you know uh, Hills had some some troubles, but this one I th- the the goal with Letty his first of the year to to make it 2-1 definitely left a sour taste in my mouth definitely something he should have had yeah yeah and, and again as we were kind of going over in in the pregame he tends to get better as the game goes on and this is one of those rare instances where he kind of just let the team down on this one and you know we don't say that often this year so that's that's good but Again, you don't want to make a habit of that because you've got, um, you know, you've got the team where you're, where you're kind of at the point you're through the midway through the game. It's already a defensive kind of effort, so you know that goals are going to be super important at this point. Um, and and I think that could have been a point where the team could have soured or could have um, really shifted the momentum in a in a not so great way um but then i think really the 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 secondary scoring i think really picked up the backs here and and you know jeffrey vl doing yeoman's work yeah driving to the net something you you love to see just keep pushing net front presence all over the place he gets his second as it eventually goes in off of a skate and inward the Red Wings kind of took a little extra time to see if they can 
maybe look at it five, six, seven hundred times uh, that maybe challenge for goaltender interference. They didn't challenge it, so it remained 2-2, and that was scored a minute and a half after that Letty goal. And after great response, great, great response, and that's what you want to see, and is just to see that response. It's like, like the Chumbawamba song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you, to be where you eventually want to be. I'm not saying they're there right now. You know, but to be where they want to be, you know, stuff like that. The that little extra touch I'll talk about you know Benino blocking shots you know sacrificing his body we won't even get into what Mario Ferraro does you know he still leads the league and I think bruises all over his body but uh those little things it's what uh well I mean and and I think you know the underrated part of his game too was he didn't have to fight Smith you know what I mean like he they they could have probably just you know let it go and, and not you know, have the retaliatory, you know, type of, of, um, of game. And, and he actually, he said, no, he was going to, you know, step up to the, to the plate and he was going to, um, you know, try to, you know, just remind him that, Hey, Middleton's a person too. And, you know, we got people that are going to stick up for each other. So I like that in his game, but I also like the way in which he crashes the net. I think he's, kind of a little underrated when it when it comes to you know throwing his body around especially in front of the in front of the net um and getting in the eyes of the goaltender this is a player that seems um motivated to play and it seems like a guy that always has his like work boots on and is ready to come and play for this for the guy that's next to him in the stall and those kind of heart and soul players those are the kind of guys that you need to surround the team with um, and, and really just get it, get that sense of camaraderie back, you know, repair that locker room um, and, and, you know, have the torch be finally passed from the ghosts of, of 1912 and eight, you know what I mean? And, and really make this their team. So a Jeffrey VL, I think really aids in that. Um, and, and I think Jeff Mendelton or, you know, Jake, or Jake Mendelton, wherever he's at. Yeah. Um, giving him some stick, stick taps for sure. Yeah. Uh, VL in the, post game here i thought we got better as the game went on we made turnovers we shouldn't have but i thought our game was pretty good overall uh the fight with smith is part of my game i had to remind him of that hit on middleton was dirty and we're going to protect uh you know that's Rask- what you want to you know that's exactly what you want to hear raska made some good hits today we're used to playing with each other with the cuda markley completes that trio so yeah you had some familiarity with that with that line so good job by Bugner to keep them around. Uh, so you, you, you like to see that. I, I do want to go back to the performance on the goaltenders. Uh, you know, as Ian, as I had it on here for a bit, uh, Kevin Lacey was saying, you know, uh, forget about the, the performances, but, you know, how they got Nadelkovich for a third and the Sharks gave up a second for Hill. Um yeah, I mean, Nadelkovic had a pretty solid night tonight, uh, and I believe he was in and, one of the stars. Yeah, he was one of the stars, and and again, one of those kind of undersung type of prospects that the Detroit Red Wings have made, you know, made money on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And just an, another one that has gone through the system and, and really, uh, you know, 
going over the the overripe type of of uh, of prospect. So, <laughs> look, like I said before. I think that the that the front office is in really good hands, and I think that that was a very very shrewd pickup and in, in getting him, and um, I think he's going to be one of those core pieces that's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, and and for Hill, I mean, the honestly his third straight his third straight start where he uh, allows two goals, so we'll, we'll call it consistency there. Yeah, it was only 17 saves on 19 shots, but. Made some nice ones, like I said. I think that Letty one is the one he he wishes he had back. But overall, you know, a not not a bad night for for Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's it helps. I think when the team plays defensively better and 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 more sound. And um, you know, I think tonight we saw that the the defense was um, only giving up real. Not not a lot of grade A chances. There was uh, parts in the second period where they were going back and forth, um, where where Hill had to make some really good athletic saves. But I think in general, just the defensive structure has kind of started to to correct itself a little bit. And I don't think he was really hung out to dry as much as he has been. So that's good. But again, if if he's going to give up those those really softies, it's it's not an opportune time to do that in the, in the third period, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I just, it's the inconsistency I think in his game that still gives me pause at where he's actually at. I don't know if he's going to be a one, a type goalie or if he's, you know, going to be destined to be a platooner. Um, at this point, I still don't have enough, read on him um i think he's got some raw talent and i think that he's got um a good frame i think he still needs to work on his technicals um and and especially high um we've we've talked about that and then again i think sometimes his mental focus um can can drift in in a game so um for me i think the the book is still being written on hill but Two or fewer is good. You know, if you keep your GAA around two, um, you know, sub twos, I think what, what was it? Anti Niemi always said that GAA was more important to him than save percentage. Right. Um, and, and I think I, 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 for me, I think I similarly, right. It's, it's, if you keep, keep the team within two goals against every night that you're going to give yourself a lot of, a lot of chances to, to win games. And that's the most important thing because I think in the end from last year, goaltending didn't give them a chance to win last year where this team was flirting with a little bit of the playoff spot when it had won six in a row last year and then it fell fell apart and you didn't have that confidence nor did you have the offense really to, to make up for that. Uh, it just wasn't there. So... Uh, but moving over to PJ48, best NHL game from defenseman Merkley I've seen him play, with the exception of some weak play along the boards. Not a bad game from the forward Merkley either. Uh, so if your name is Merkley and, and and Landy, just know, they're not related. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, I, know, I, I, think I heard that somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but both Merkleys, yeah, I thought they played fairly well this evening. Uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan Merkley had, let's say, I think it was like almost 15 minutes of ice time tonight. Yeah, almost 15 minutes of ice time. 
Uh, Nick had nine and a half minutes on the night, but they both were fairly solid and, and both had some interesting power play time too. Yeah, I think we saw a little bit more movement on that power play with uh, Merkley and with EK65. Um, it still scares the shit out of me sometimes, <laughs> but hey, you know what? Uh, that's okay. Um, I thought that they played pretty well tonight, uh, and, and I thought that they had some good movement um, through the power play. Uh, I thought Merkley in general was um, really dictating – uh, dictating play with his passes and both me and you were commenting like, boy, we haven't really seen Vlasic all that much, you know, and yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but you know, going through some of the comments that, uh, that AJ has so graciously provided, um, you know, it, it sounds like it was a coaching decision to, to play him 10 minutes, 45 seconds. Um, but that just goes to show you that, you know, Ryan Merkley, um, gained some ice time without Mark Edward Vlasic and, and was able to, um, you know, drive play and, and drive play with his partner. And, and of course, I think we all know now that, that poor Eddie is kind of a shell of himself at the moment. Um, but really pushing that pair forward as a, as a viable option, at least in short bursts. Yeah. Uh, Bugner saying in the post game of Vlasic's time on ice was just one of those weird things, no injury and other guys around him playing well. Uh, I, I don't think it was necessarily a knock at Vlasic, but after a first period, we noticed it uh, that he'd only played 244 and, and barely was out there for like 45 seconds. It, it was almost like like shifts for for a, a third or fourth line forward that he was getting. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I you know, and and I think the benefactor of that is Jason. Uh, you know, the it was Magna. Mm -hmm. Magna logged about twenty minutes of ice time tonight, and he looked really good. I mean, I thought he was very unsung with with Eric Carlson. Um, I remember I I had mentioned through in in the third period. I'm like, damn, he's trying an up pass, you know, with with five guys through the neutral zone, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're not Eric Carlson, but. but <laughs> But uh, he had some cojones to make that move, and and you could just see him uh, getting some more confidence. And like I had said, you know, excess of defensemen is a good thing. It's it's uh, very very good trade chips, um, and especially when you've got um, some of the more defensive minded stout uh, defensemen, they seem to always go for a pretty penny. So um, you can never have enough to, uh, defense, in my opinion. Um, Ryan Merkley, I think, is is really taking steps to um, cement his his spot. And, and I think he's proving that he can handle third pairing minutes at this point. Um, and I would not be surprised with this little, um, you know, with this little introduction or this little uh, cup of coffee that he displaces somebody, you know, and, and he, he will garner time at the cost of a, a redeemed Shimmick or, uh, um, or a Hataka who actually went down. So, you know, I think it, it would come at a, at the cost of Shimek or or um, or Mid not Middleton because Middleton's on IR now, but um, Vlasic when the whole decor is together. So yeah. um, to me, he's starting to blossom right in front of our eyes. And, and uh, I, I think it's it's really good to see from from a prospect who we all had high hopes for um, and, and for a guy who's had a little bit of a of a. I won't say checkered pass. I think he's more of an emotional player, and I think he's more um, representative of the of the Gen um, of the Gen Z player 
Um, but you know, just a guy that's got a little bit more motion and you know, kind of wears a heart is on heart on his sleeve. And uh, as everybody likes to to joke, you know, uh, is that Landy's brother? Um, you know, you guys know me too. I I can get pretty passionate too. So um, again, no. I think it's good to see him um, really start to blossom. And not only that, not take shifts off. We were all concerned yeah. that once he got here, he was going to be getting comfortable. And I have not seen that from his game yet. No, he, he's looked pretty solid, which is, it's nice to see. I mean, the offense will eventually come and, um, you know, it remains to be seen how it goes. Obviously he looks, he's looked pretty good in the lineup. I think even, even this first stint wasn't too bad. Yeah. The board play needs to be worked on a little bit. Yeah. He gets stuck out there at times, uh, and, and needs to work on that a little bit more, but overall not too bad so we go into overtime and then all craziness happens we we have an octopus throne which again we still don't know how the heck that gets in considering how they're how you're not allowed to bring in anything at the at the shark tank now uh but then the whole play you know that's a that's a blue jacket fail right there big time but you know uh you you get the uh Burns shot. It looks like it's going to trickle in and through the game itself. Couture leans in and, and bangs it home. And the Sharks win. We're celebrating. We're getting ready to go live. And we're like wondering, why are we seeing this replay over and over again? <laughs> uh, it turns out Toronto uh, called down to just make sure that the play was onside from that play with uh, with Jonathan Dolan getting the puck. I think it was two. It was two. There was technically, so on the goal itself, it was reviewed for goaltender interference. And then once it was uh, confirmed that way, then I think Blashill used his challenge on. You can't uh, challenge in overtime. Or Okay. So, they, but they, they had, um, I was picking up on the broadcast. It was like two separate things that they were looking at. Couture had said, and I got it right here, I went over to the ref and he told me they were making sure the octopus wasn't part of the play, uh, yeah. which would have been an, a disastrous way that, you know, that a Red Wing tradition helps the Red Wings. Uh, so there was that, but of course the offsides. Uh, but, <laughs> but the, but <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? A PJ-48, the, the, the octopus was offsides. Oh, well, see. <laughs> Great. That that would be so sharks if that were to happen, you know. Oh, the octopus was on site. It looked like it was painted teal. No goal. <laughs> so you know that's that's the uh, that's. But uh, Couture, I like how he he goes to the net and then he just crashes in there and then just slaps it in for the game winner. The awareness to use his stick and keep it on the ice and not to bat that in with your hand. The, the stick to itiveness to pull a, to pull a, um, a drew. Um, I, I mean, there's not much to say other than that was a captain move by a captain player. And, um, you know, he showed up tonight. And uh, as I had said a little bit earlier, it was good to see that a Sharks team that had its top, Let's let's face it. It's top line and and the the line that's really driving play for this team right now. Have it be shut down and have, uh, you know, others come through. That's that's so good. And and I think we're also seeing now uh, the reemergence of the chemistry between Cooch and and uh, Dolan. Um, 
which I think we saw that at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I think we can all see that Dolan's shot is not what it has been, and I think that that's all on the shoulder. But I still see the creativity. Um, you know, you still see the silky hands, um, and 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 the sauce passing is still there. So it's good to see him get a little bit more confidence offensively, even if he's not scoring goals, um, but still able to be a play driver. And it's good to see that Logan and him coming back together um, was was the key integral piece to tonight's win. So a big win for the Sharks. They win 3-2 over, uh, you know, over the uh, uh, Detroit Red Wings. They avenged that that earlier loss last week. So it's going to be... Uh, a good win all around. Uh, gets in the 41 points on the campaign, which is even nice. Uh, Sharks power play, they go one for three tonight. They're two for 22 in their last 10 games. Uh, of course, the Sharks go to 13-3-1 when they score first. But th- this, one's, this one's a really cool one, though, Landy, and, and it shows how Burns had gone through a big schneid, either points or goals, but now Burns has assists on the last six Sharks goals. I mean, uh, overall, I mean, Burns, he's stepped it up. Yeah, he's not shooting the puck into the net, but I mean, he's definitely make, being the playmaker. Kind of like how Carlson was right, right away when he came back from COVID. You know what? I mean, Burns offensively this year has been um, very dynamic, you know, and I think he is showing... Um, very much the kind of outfit, the offensive outburst that we know he can have. And, and this is, if you've got, if you got him on fantasy right now, I mean, you have seen this before where he will just net you point after point after point within the span of like four games. And you'll see him, you know, it's like, okay, Brent Burns has eight points and four. And it's like, how did that come out? <laughs> and and when you look at him on the ice, it's, it's a train wreck, but um, I, I will tell you what, man, he has a knack for getting the puck to the net that that shot just creates so much. I mean, most of the Sharks offense is funneled through that shot um, and and really being a, uh, a key piece to the cog of of the Sharks right now uh, in the in the, the shark machine. But Eric, I mean, I think kind of a little bit understated Sharks are back in the playoff spot. And let's look at it this way. They have two games in hand now on Anaheim, and with those two games, can pull even to Anaheim. You look at Los Angeles. Los Angeles has the same amount of points as we do. Sure, they've got one game in hand, but if you took a look at tonight's game, the uber-important Colorado-Nashville, Nashville took it and 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 uh, you know took a point from Colorado, and now we're seeing movement again. So people. When when I know we had been kind of sour in the in the prior even even in the prior wins we had been a little bit um, sour on okay you know where is this setting up but this just goes to show you points that you have now cannot be re- replicated you know you can't play what if with those games in hand because you're gonna get really wacky movement and it's not for sure points now Calgary has four games in hand on us and you know that's also a concern yeah but again Edmonton have all these games in hand yet they're losing them so it's going to be topsy-turvy I think 
especially with the way in which COVID has impacted the games. I don't think people are going to be out of the the playoff picture. I think this is going to be a dogfight all the way to the end. And and I would probably say that the top five in the Western or the the top five wild cards in the in the Western Conference are only going to be separated by two points, two or three points by the end of this thing. Um, I think it's going to be that tight. It's it's going to be an interesting race, and especially when February hits and everybody you know makes up for their uh, COVID delays and everything, which. You know, and here's the other thing before we get to the to the uh, comments from uh, from the team. The Sharks are going to have only need to make up three games. And obviously, unless something bizarre happens, they're going to have some. uh, They're definitely going to have some time off uh, where the Olympic break would have been. So there are going to be some tired players, especially those in the Canadian teams. Uh, that are going to have to make it up for it. But like you said, you know, the Sharks are at 41 points. They hold down the number two wildcard spot. They are tied in points with L.A., but L.A. has played one game fewer. They also have two... The Sharks have two games in hand on, like you said, Anaheim and Vegas. But now they have... But Calgary has four games in hand and just a point back. Edmonton, three three games in hand but three points back winnipeg is four has four games in hand on the sharks and at 37 dallas 32 with 36 points vancouver who lost tonight 35 games with 35 so if the if those teams have any sort of a hiccup and let's be honest calgary's kind of come off the rails a little bit edmonton really has come off the rails a little bit let's get to the point we'll get to that other part and thing let's not let's also be honest and AJ's you know saying the same thing too there's going to be a lot of divisional games coming up you haven't oh yeah you haven't played Edmonton yet you haven't played LA you haven't played Anaheim you haven't played Vegas which oh by the way if you didn't see the see Twitter today uh Jack Eichel started skating again with the whole yeah man you freaking six million dollar man himself or what is it eleven and a half million dollar man himself I, I I was just remarking like I have um, you know a, a blown disc in my back and I've been quoted on the on the surgical procedure it's gonna be six weeks to just walk after you get it done you get the the bar put in your back or you get the disc replacement done and for this cat to do it to be six weeks back on the ice, just insane and and the medical technology that these guys have access to is just insane and and um it, it's it's <laughs> gonna make things interesting but yeah. again eric if i was to tell you that you know if the sharks won their two games in hand they would be at 45 points and just three points back of vegas yeah of the of the pack division lead you would go like that's kind of impossible with the season that we've had this up and down season that we've had but yet here they are and yeah it makes it really interesting to go where this team is going and it makes it very interesting as to what you do at the deadline (laughs) that that's the tough part if you're in if you're in the top three okay sure you know what you're going to be doing if you're like the worst team in the league with you know arizona seattle and chicago you, you know exactly what we'd be doing here, you're like, uh, mm. and you know you're going to get a pretty penny if you were to trade Hurdle. At the same time, though, 
you also know how big of a marketing tool Hurdle is to the fan base. And for a team that that didn't get mentioned at all this weekend, especially with the way they won their game on Saturday because the Niners won a big game to get into the playoffs. Some guy named Clay Thompson came back for the Warriors. Who's that? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> my point my point being is just that, again, the Sharks don't get top billing, and if you look at the crowd, it's tough to see where everybody's at, and they're not in San Jose, unfortunately. They're up in San Francisco or Santa Clara. That was rough. That was really rough in that first period. It looked like there was less than 5,000 fans. Yeah, it looked really scary. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Dana Meyerson saying, uh, how is Vegas going to get 10 million off? Your That's a great question, but it also helps. Uh, <laughs> They're going to Tampa Bay this bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's why Max Pacioretty had surgery and is out indefinitely. So let's get let's get. <laughs> but he's going to be magically fine for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to some of the comments now from the players and coaches. Couture saying I had energy. I was in a hotel for for five days. I had a lot of energy. It felt really good, good legs. Yeah, I, that's that's what we'll do. Like I like, <laughs> I've been dealing with COVID myself, and I, I'm kind of itching, ready to go out and do some work, which is totally not what I would have said about a week and a half ago. <laughs> you know, nice win, happy to get it. Of course, you know, uh, it's always something. Uh, I felt pretty good tonight, and you always feel good when you have the puck. The crowd was screaming when the octopus hit the ice. I thought someone threw a jersey. You're not in Toronto. Hey, and it's not Toronto. You're not. <laughs> it's not Toronto, and it's not Edmonton or Vancouver. Yeah, no. Uh, Bugner wasn't a big fan of the five-on-three call. Give a lot of praise to their goalie, but we didn't get rattled tonight. And that's another thing, too, is the psychological game, Landy, is that they didn't let it get to them. Teams in the past would have faltered and let it get to them, and you would have just seen a third-period collapse like nothing else. But, you know, tonight they showed resiliency, especially after the Letty goal. The Letty goal, I was just going to say, I mean, again, to have a, a basically an AHL fourth-line come through with just a, a very important goal um a, a guy you know coming from a guy who had already you know laid his body for his team getting the goal to to get it back uh even it, it just goes to show you a lot like i said a lot of heart and soul from from vl and i think that um you know he's going to be one of those kind of players that you, you can rally around you know you can you can uh, he'll he'll be the new Mike ba Mike Brown Teddy Brown uh, Teddy Bear right <laughs> <laughs> right uh, um, but no it's it's a good story and, and and good for him to get get the goal and, and get them back in it absolutely uh, we had so many good looks we were feeling confident Burns makes great plays and he made some tonight uh, yeah I mean again like we said the last six goals by the Sharks Burns has assisted on them in some form. Uh, so he's starting to feel it, which is always nice. Couture with the game winner, always nice. You saw Hurd what Hurdle and Meyer did the last few games. Uh, the boy needed a break, okay? <laughs> it's 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 hard not, lifting, man, not, all right? <laughs> not quite the break you really want, but yeah, I get you. You're right. Uh, uh, the, the, the knees can only handle so much. Right. <laughs> oh, knock on wood. Oh, boy. Uh, we uh, did everything tonight we could. 
We did everything we could tonight, but I loved our chances tonight. We didn't give up a, a lot from the inner slot. That's our game. Uh, you know, c- give credit for them the ha- allowing only 19 shots on goal to Detroit, and it was very devilish. Six shots in the first, six shots in the second, six shots in the third, only one in overtime. Um yeah. Again, I mean that when the when the defensive structure is is like that, you know they give the goaltender an opportunity to keep them in uh, in the game, and you know the way that Hill has been playing when he's got good structure in front of him, I feel most often than not he's going to keep it in that that two goal range. And um, again, it's just uh, it's good to see that they're getting back to their defensive foundation because those two games where they were just getting lit up actually was a it was a five game span where they were just getting lit up was was not sustainable and and that was going to be um that was going to take them out of the out of the race but they've kind of corrected it now um and playing their game again um and it's going to be very interesting to see how that game adapts to some very stiff competition on the horizon yep uh they have the rangers on thursday penguins on saturday la on tuesday Okay, at Seattle next Thursday. But, I mean, you just keep getting more and more of these top-notch goal, uh, opponents. And it's going to be a very interesting interesting last three weeks before the All-Star break for the Sharks. And can they hold on to these wins? And, uh, you know, overtime might not be able to do it. But, you know, I mean, what are they, 6-0, and 7-0 and in overtime? Yeah, they had a shootout loss to New Jersey earlier in the year, but, I mean, the extra frame, that's nice to have. Uh, no, I mean, you're getting those uh, row, row, row your your bow, uh, boat uh, points, and, and I think, again, with it being so tight and with the way in which COVID um, has really been screwy with all of the teams, you know, again, age is like, OK, you know, hey, points percentage, points percentage. Take a look at the points percentage. But wow. I will tell you this. Look at the rows. The Sharks are second in the Pacific in row. And let's say that the Sharks, you know, eke out something for a wild card. You know, those rows are going to come in handy. And again, uh, it kind of just just goes to show you that the team is is feeling good in the overtime frame. They're moving the puck with a lot of ease, um, especially because, you know, there's just so much more ice out there. Um, But you can really see the creativity of the Sharks on display. And you saw you didn't see creativity tonight. You saw tenacity. But uh, again, I think the, the Sharks have just had a good had a good mojo going into that OT. Yeah, I mean, they have. They get to win number 20 tonight, uh, the regulation win. So the one that without the overtime gets you the 13, uh, which is still pretty good. I mean, you, you have more than Anaheim right now, which is going to be a big one. Uh, so remains to be seen as to how that goes along down the road. I mean, it, like we said, teams have a lot of games to make up. That necessarily means wins but it definitely makes them tired and more challenging down the road. So, And the other thing, too, that I would uh, also present, because <laughs> AJ is firing back, oh, boy. I would also say, look at this, AJ. Uh, I mean, the Sharks have more, have more wins than Anaheim, just straight up. I mean, Anaheim has more points only because of the overtime losses. So I give you that as well as, as, a, as a kind of a, a discrepancy in the, in the way in which – 
they have played, you know, it, it basically tells a tale of when they have played poor, they have played very poor. Um, but <laughs> they have also eked out a lot of wins. I mean, it's again, second in the number of wins in the Pacific division. Now, again, games in hand, yada, yada, yada. But Absolutely. still today, if you, if we're looking at where the California teams are, you know, the sharks are in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's all you can really at, at this point with, with, the what turmoil this team has gone through i think at this point that's that's kind of a win at this point in the season yeah matt m in the chat uh I really can't believe the California teams, to be honest. I think the media dropped the ball on all of them. I, I'm not sure. I just think they're very surprising right now uh at this point. I, I don't I mean we we kind of expected a bump with LA. We definitely didn't see anything coming with Anaheim, but I I didn't expect the likes of like Troy Terry or Trevor Zegers to have this much of an impact uh, for the Ducks. As for the Sharks, they keep being resilient and finding a way. Hurdle's been a huge part of that. So is Timo Meyer, uh, and it's been going back and forth. Not both of them at the same time, but it's like Carlson one time, then Burns, and and so and, and let's be honest here too, getting decent goaltending. You know what? What I forget what you guys say in there, but you know, slightly average goaltending will help you out big time. So, uh, I mean, look if the if the if both goaltenders can stay above nine oh five this year as as their save percentage, like I am totally happy with that. For years of of eight ninety five or eight ninety seven or eight ninety or whatever, you know, that we saw of just how bad. Um, you know, the Sharks goaltending had been, I mean, this is, this is refreshing because it doesn't feel like the next one is going to go in automatically. And and we were getting trained to that point where it was like, okay, you know, Jones is going in and dear God, I hope he doesn't give up three goals in the first five minutes. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and, and I think, um, you know, I think, AJ is right as well, you know, when seeing where the teams are going to be uh, in the next four games. I think we've all highlighted this homestand as um, very important. Yeah, this homestand along with the upcoming road trip to the break, it's going to be how crazy it is. is the, or is the Pacific Division that bad from Sleepy Mofo? No, I think it's been it's picking up now that Vancouver's been on a run. Calgary got to a hot start. Now they've cooled down. Edmonton got off to a really strong start. Now they've really calmed down. They're they're as cold as a as a cold winter's day out in Regina for sure. Uh, I mean, each team has had their moments. I, of course, the Sharks started out four and zero, but you know, it, it's going to be one of those crazy ones down the road. Uh, Bugner finishing these up. We were frustrated with our power play in Detroit. We went with Dolan back there. We made some adjustments. It's nice to see how comfortable we are in close games. We're finding ways to win even when things aren't going our way. Uh, and, and I, I you know, I, I like the resiliency about it. Uh, and here's the last one, and I'll wrap this one up f- with you, Landy. We were worried. We hadn't heard about uh, Balsers, but Bugner did say that Balsers and Benito are expected to return Thursday against the Rangers. So that's going to be a big one uh, coming up for for the Sharks to get Balsers, uh, who's been having a rough time. In, he had a rough time himself, but he's been he has been getting some goals when he was playing. He's been out for a while to get uh, Benito back from COVID. Would will also be nice. Um, two key cogs, n- no relation to Cogliano, 
to to get this thing going and, and keep it going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to stretch out the depth, right? I mean, I hope that this doesn't cost Nick Merkley a, a spot because I think he would be very effective as the fourth-line center. Again, I'm not sold by Jasper Weatherby or Lane Peterson. Uh, Definitely not Lane <laughs> yeah. Peterson. No offense to the guy himself, but uh, Merkley's just shown a lot more oomph than, than Peterson has. And now you're telling me, okay, your one, two, three, four is going to be Hurdle, Couture, Benino and then Merkley, that's not half bad. And and that's it's not a, I mean it's a, you can't afford to lose one of your centers because the the team seems to be kind of weak at center this particular iteration. But um I like that one, two, three, four. I think that's, that's pretty strong, and I think that that could give a lot of different teams different looks and um and different excuse me, and different kinds of, of um, you have to get choked up, man. <laughs> different kinds of defensive deployments because I'm thinking you know going into that Pittsburgh game I am thinking about Evgeny Malkin and how oh boy um I, as his first game back I think he looked better than Crosby tonight it's like that good great segue into the wraparound since Jerry uh donated for it. Jerry F thank you as always you can make your donations to Venmo uh-huh on uh at Teal Town USA. So thank you very much. Of course, any of the money goes to help support the show and keeps the, all the upkeep up. So I'll really quickly go into that Anaheim game where Anaheim beats, or excuse me, Pittsburgh beats Anaheim 4-1 to one in uh, in Anaheim. The for, aviary battle. Yes, the <laughs> of the uh, of the ice hockey bird challenge here per se uh malkin <laughs> with a pair of goals on his return of the game jeff carter with two goals as well as the penguins beat the ducks four to one on that one uh scary it's scary did you see that did you see that point shot that was just that was malkin at his heyday oh yeah he he just he looks that good and, and i remember when uh that's when hustle when Hasso Plotner, um, when he gave one of his very few rare appearances, but was, was joking around, how do we get Evgeny Malkin? I was like, yeah, that, that'd be a guy I'd want in a teal sweater. <laughs> it would be nice, but uh, maybe a few years ago, too. Uh, so uh, Tampa goes in the Buffalo, beats him up 6-1. Nikita Kucherov is back, people. He gets a hat trick in there as uh, Buffalo gets, just gets owned by the Lightning on this night to get to 53 points. The Canucks streak uh, without a regulation loss with Bruce Boudreaux is over. They lose 5-2 to two in the Panthers. Uh, all I'm going to say is the scoring just <laughs> not not just happened on the ice. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's just say... Let's just say there was that... actual reach-around happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there's a rapper with no shame. That's all I got to say about that. Moving onward, uh, Chicago beats uh, Columbus four to two. Alex Brinkett with a pair of goals in that one. Colorado, um, let's just put it this way: freaking Kale McCarr does it again, but not enough. As the Predators have Matt Duchesne score back to back goals for them, uh, gets it to. Uh, Gets the overtime winner as they beat the Avalanche 5-4 to four in overtime. In a shootout, the 
Golden Knights uh, lose to the Maple Leafs 4-3. to The Leafs had a 3-0 lead in that game. <sighs> Leafs gonna leave. Yeah. So there were a couple of games postponed, but that's it for you guys on that. So uh, let's set up Thursday as Barclay Goodrow returns to the Shark Tank for the first time since being traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I, I mean, there's going to be a video tribute, and honestly, there's only one thing they can, they'll probably really need to show. Uh, for the place to go nuts. Uh, do we have a counter for the amount of times that Game Seven of I didn't of a certain particular playoff series has been mentioned? It's in the billions. Let's just leave it at that. All right. <laughs> but the Rangers coming to town. The, the Sharks played them well in MSG earlier in the year. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they how they they fare, especially in on Stealth Night. We're doomed. Oh God, it's We're stealth doomed. night. <laughs> so Oh, that's horrible. Why did you have to say that? I'm just warning you. Now, question. If uh, if I test negative and I'm able to go on Thursday, you think I'm wearing black? No, I'm 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 going heritage teal or, or reverse retro gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I I just I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they do I it. I don't either, but that's that's sharks for but, you. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for us here. We will be back with you on Thursday night uh, following Sharks and Rangers. But in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at TealTownUSA.com. So, Landy, with that, your final thoughts on where the people can find you on this night. Yeah, no, final thoughts are, uh, you know, the Sharks have set themselves up for for a, uh, a good run into this um, into this homestand. Um, you know, once you know, they make some points here, uh, let's take some some good mojo. And like I said, um, this window of, of the next eight games, as long as you can stay 500 and, and just keep yourself, you know, sniffing around the hunt. Um, I think that it, that'll that'll set you up for for that division, that all important division play heading into the stretch drive home. Um, so these next eight games are going to be super, super important. Um, and then uh, as far as what I'll be doing, I think I'll be hosting on Thursday. So I will uh, meet you back here and uh, catch all of you guys and gals uh, on the chat once again. And uh, where you can find me is uh, you can use my first name and my last name uh, on all the social media garbage. So that's it from me. All right. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Landy's going to be with you on Thursday. Don't mess it up, all right, man? <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Cool. Yeah, I got to play that outro or, or else Get the uh, outro right. take me out back. Yeah. You know, take me out back. and TMI. Never mind. No, no. Not, not on this night, especially after the Florida game. All right. Oh, with yeah. that, we'll be back with you Thursday following Sharks and Rangers. And until then... Keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. The conversation continues on the Discord channel right now. So we'll see you over there, and we'll see you Thursday. Have a good night, everyone.